Yeah, so the idea is that network operators shouldn't be visiting Dash from time to time to see if they have a problem with their network, right? So if there is a problem, they want to be notified so they can act as quick as possible. So in Dash, we have also alerts. So users can go there. So they can create alerts for resource they hold and then also specify how they want to receive these alerts. So right now we are supporting email, SMS, and Slack. And pretty, pretty soon we'll be supporting as well WhatsApp and webhooks. You're listening to Ping, a podcast by APNIC discussing all things related to measuring the internet. I'm your host, George Michelson. This time, I'm talking to Raphael Sintra and Dave Phelan from APNIC. Rafa is the leader of the APNIC product development team who wrote Dash, the dashboard for AS Health. Raf is the third product manager of Dash, NetOx and Rex, the information products at APNIC. Before Raf was the product manager, I had this gig and moved to the comms group during the early stages of Dash's development of an alerting service. And before I was the product manager, Sophia Berenge of APNIC was in charge of developing the suite of tools that the information products team now manages. Dave works in the APNIC Academy and has a background in network operations and routing. We discussed the Dash service and a recent event in Singapore which caused a large route leak in BGP, affecting people in the region. Dash provided a heads-up notification to quite a lot of resource holders, and we looked at how this worked and what's going on in BGP. Hey, welcome to Ping. So, Raf, can you introduce yourself, please? Yes, of course. So, my name is Rafael Sintra, and I'm the product and delivery manager for the information products at APNIC. And those products include Dash that we're going to talk about today, don't they? Exactly. And we're joined by Dave. Dave Phelan, hello. Good afternoon, GGM, or morning, depends on where you are. It's a -a 24-hour-a-day ping episode, (laughs) (laughs) wherever it is. So can you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. I'm one of the senior network analysts and technical trainers here at APNIC. Uh, I've been on board for about three years, a bit over. Prior to that, I used to run a network, so that's pretty much me. Now, we're here today to talk about Dash, which is one of the information products offerings. Can you describe Dash a little bit, Raf? Yeah, sure. So Dash is a service for APNIC members that currently has two main features. Information about suspicious traffic coming from their network and routing status for their resource. It allows visualizing misalignments among BGP, RPKI, and IIR, any expected BGP routes due to misconfiguration or any sort of BGP hijack. Also features alerts that can notify them about any issues with both routing status and suspicious traffic. Can you just talk a little bit about the suspicious traffic before we come back to BGP? Most people's idea of how network monitoring 
networks, their idea is that they're being told about an attack that's coming to hit them. But this one is a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit different. So there is this project called HoneyNet. There is basically a network of honeypots around the globe. So when there are suspicious traffic coming from a network and hitting these honeypots. So first of all, what is a honeypot? Uh, should I go into that as well? Just a little bit. Okay, look, you guys are the experts, really. So, Dave, do you want to take a try at describing it? Yeah. So a honeypot is basically an intentionally vulnerable machine that is sitting within your network. I like to call it a canary. So if somebody is within your infrastructure or potentially outside of your infrastructure trying to attack your infrastructure, this is a nice, easy target for them to try and hit. And the nice thing about this is we can actually gather data and stats as they're attacking the machine. And we can learn about different attack methodologies that bad actors are using when they are within your network. So from Raf's point of view, the Honeypot network is collecting data about packets coming out of a network provider's network that really should not have been there, right? Correct. And then Raf, you collate these and provide data about this to people? Yeah, so Dash receives all the data from HoneyNet. There is this network of Honeypots and then collects this information, consolidates, and then provide our members with this information if there are any suspicious traffic coming from their network. So this idea of my network, Dash, the name, it's dashboard for AS health, and the AS is quite central to our idea of what a network is. The fundamental thing about an AS is, is your identity when you're a BGP speaker. It's the way that you say all these addresses belong to me in global routing, right? That's correct. So the other half of Dash that's not dealing with you emit bad traffic is a service that's based around things you might want to know about the state of your BGP. Yeah, that's correct. So that's the routing status. And this is basically a tool that informs our APNIC members about misalignments between BGP, RPKI, and IRR. So you say misalignment. That's quite an interesting word. Why do you call this a misalignment? Isn't BGP just the way things should be? So maybe let's come back a bit here. So BGP is the way that people say what they want to announce as reachable from their origin AS. And it's like a giant rumor network. Everyone passes on the news through BGP. But there's also these two external information systems that we can look at that are not what actually is in BGP, but they're what people say they want to have in BGP, right? And I think you mentioned them, Raf. That's IRR. And RPKI. The Internet Routing Registry and RPKI, the resource PKI. So RPKI, that's the cryptographic signed statement about what people want to originate? That's correct. And IRR, what is the IRR? So IRR is this database that you have the route objects that are objects in the RPSL specification that pretty much are the intentions of routing that you have. So if you intend to have a new route, you should be creating a route object in the database so people around the world knows that route is valid if they receive the BGP announcement. 
So, Dave, people actually consume this database to do things? Yes, they do. So many operators will use IRR data for actually creating their prefix filters or their AS path filters. But there's a problem with IRR, and that is there's lots of databases. Some of them are run by registries such as APNIC. Others are pay-for services such as RADB. There's kind of more formal ones operated inside the registry system and also less formal ones like RADB. The problem with a lot of the non-authoritative sources, so the non-RIR sources, is you can put whatever you want in them. We saw incidents earlier in the year with Google and AWS and Facebook where internet exchange points, people relying on IRR data were actually filtering prefixes from AWS and Google because somebody went and created an AS set, the same name as Google's and Amazon's and Facebook's. Raft. Do you look at all of these? Well, during the project, we made the decision to only use authoritative sources, and these being the registries, uh, the IRRs. So we are not using RADB, for example. So you're collating states of routing registry that are visible in APNIC routing registry, and the NIRs, JPNIC, for instance, operate a routing registry? Yeah, that's correct. All the NIRs and all the IIRs. Okay. This is where RPKI is, is the next evolution of IRR in reality. It allows us to validate through a cryptographic signature that this is my routing intention. So this is a thing where there's a database that's a declaration, this is what I intend. Is me. But the walls around protecting those databases aren't necessarily very right. high. Yep. And you also have the problem, which database? RPKI is about cryptographically signed statements, isn't it? And the only person who can sign that is the person who holds the address. So we have BGP, what people are actually saying to each other. We have IRR, there may be several of them, which is where they say what they intend saying. And we have RPKI, where they cryptographically sign what they intend saying. And this comes back to this word you used, Raf, misalignment. Yes. So I'm getting the idea these three may not always agree. That's correct. So let's say that you have routes in IRR for prefix A and for ASN B. So if in BGP you have an announcement for my prefix A, but for another ASN, you have a problem. So basically, you are making an announcement that is not expected by the other people because they think that it should be for the origin should be B, right? But the thing is that it could be this is what you intend and you haven't yet got around to updating the IRR to put the origin in. That's correct. Maybe you forgot to update your auto-objecting IRR, for example. So dash isn't a service that the general public come to, is it? This is a service that is designed for the people who manage the resources. Yes, that's correct. And the idea that you have is how about providing an alerting service to tell people when these three things get out of alignment? Yes, yeah, so the idea is that network operators shouldn't be visiting Dash from time to time to see if they have a problem with their network, right? So. If there is a problem, they want to be notified so they can act as quick as possible. So in Dash, we have also alerts. 
so users can go there. So they can create alerts for resource they hold and then also specify how they want to receive these alerts. So right now we are supporting email, SMS, and Slack. And pretty, pretty soon we'll be supporting as well WhatsApp and Webhooks. Now, to do this, you must have built up a model of the state of BGP. You're not reading the BGP dumps periodically and then comparing them as you read them with the things people want to be alerted about. You're actually running a BGP model, aren't you? So, Raf, what is the source that you're using of the state of BGP? So, right now, Dash is only using one collector, and this was a decision that we made last year when we had the first version of routing status. And we are using the RIPES routing information system, the Singapore collector, that is specifically number 23. So, since our members are in the Asia-Pacific region, we decided that this was the most uh, relevant collector for us to use. I believe that you recently have had an incident where a number of our members got notified of states of misalignment cropping up. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so on the 27th of June, an ASN in Singapore announced almost 260,000 prefixes for their ASNs. And this caused most of our members that have dash alerts to receive notifications throughout the day. So, was this truly a global event, or is this something that actually had a limited horizon of visibility? Right, so what we noticed at the time, we investigated a little bit, and most of these 260,000 announcements, only a few actually made it through Europe and America. So Dave, people speak about BGP as if it's the global internet, but I'm getting a feeling that BGP actually has slightly different views of the state of the world, depending on where you look. Is that fair? Yeah, look, that's perfectly accurate. I mean, as a network operator, I might have two or three upstream peers. So I'm seeing what they're hearing about in terms of rumors from other providers through that protocol. But I also will be at things like internet exchanges, where I might see slightly different routing information. And sort of trying to align those within my own routing domain starts becoming, well, not difficult, but I have to think about how I want to route traffic back to those networks. Right. So my view within my router is going to be different from a view within your router or a router in London or a router in New York. It's very relative to where you are and who you listen to for your rumor mill. So this event, Raf, a provider at an exchange point in Singapore that RIPE have a system which is collecting and monitoring BGP announced, you said, 240,000 prefixes. The current BGP prefix set is somewhere around 900,000, isn't it, Dave? 962,000 as at yesterday morning. So yes, pretty close. So this one AS announced a quarter of the global internet's prefixes as being something they could see. Wow. What happened next, Raf? So we did notice that most of the announcements didn't made to American Europe. So we were contacted by multiple members that were asking what was happening, why they were receiving the alerts, because 
most of them, their current monitoring tools weren't picking up that incident. And the reason that we found is that a lot of these tools, they don't use data collected in Singapore. They use data collected in other places. So most of these 260,000 announcements didn't make to uh, these tools. But the fact remains, if you were participating in BGP peering at exchange points in Asia, and in particular in Singapore, this kind of thing affected your ability to forward packets correctly for a period of time. Yes, definitely. Were you able to help providers in this service ameliorate the attack? What did they actually do as a result of this? Well, we showed them in different tools like NetOx, that they could see that those announcements were being made and some of the traffic could be lost in transit. Can you explain what NetOx is? Is that another service information products runs? So NetOx is a product that we offer for the whole internet community that allows you to enter an internet resource and get multiple information points about that internet resource. So you can see things like its delegation status and its history of being visible or not visible in BGP. And in particular, you can actually see variations in its origination in BGP, can't you? Yeah, that's correct. And all sorts of statistics you can get through the internet resource. Transfers, delegation data, routing status as well, very similar to what you have in Dash. Yeah, all sorts of data about the internet number resource. So our announcement facility must have absolutely melted across this time. <laughs> that would suggest that anyone who'd signed up to be told about their prefixes had a one in four chance that we were going to tell them of a misalignment between BGP, IRR, and RPKI. Yes. So all the others went crazy on that day. Yeah. Now... It feels a little bit like this was a real thing, but at the same time, it was also a localized thing. Are we thinking about adding more points of measurement of BGP so we can start to discriminate between local events and more global events? Yeah, as you mentioned, the event was mostly localized in Singapore, so it didn't really affect other parts of the world. So for Dash users that use our system, we probably want to make it better in the sense that we want to offer more information for them. So next year, we are planning to use other collectors around the road. So when this sort of thing happens, again, they can see exactly where it's happening. So Dave, thinking about your days operating a network and being in the NOC, what's the reaction inside an ISP when you get a notification from a service like this that you've got a misattribution? Do people tend to assume that this is an active attack? I mean, what do you do? Most of the time, it's not an active attack. It's usually a leak, more than likely completely unintentional. The next problem is trying to find the source of the leak and then reaching out to that operator to say, hey, can you stop announcing my prefixes, please? There's no real amelioration that you can do as a provider to work around it, is there? Depending on how you're announcing your prefixes and depending on what they've announced, you may be able to do things like announce more specifics. So making your match longer so that your route is preferred over the one that's been leaked. Right. But problem is nine times out of 10, they've leaked the most specific routes anyway. So then we're having a battle over AS path length. So 
And at an internet exchange point, there really isn't a lot of delineation between the two because it'll look like it's coming from the, the same AS length. Right. So, and does RPKI help mitigate some of this? Would some people have been insulated from this problem because of RPKI? Absolutely. If you're filtering invalid routes, so we would have had that misalignment between prefix and ASN, and you're filtering, you would not have accepted those prefixes into your route tables. But if you're not, or nobody in your path is doing that, then the leaked routes or hijacked routes could actually be the more preferred route. Right. So there's kind of a difference in consequence and risk exposure depending on how you manage your own infrastructure and how you construct your filter sets. Correct. So did the system work, Raf? I mean, I think it kind of definitely did work. This sounds like the system worked. Yeah, definitely. Because the system definitely worked because all the announcements that were made in Singapore were detected by Dash and our members were alerted about the problem. But as we said, we want to improve Dash. So we'll be using new collectors next year. So when alerting users, we will provide more information about exactly what is happening with their resources. How long did it take from start to end for this problem to go away? How long did this announcement of 260,000 extra prefixes persist? It was about a day. No, it's less than that. Oh, fear. Um, I think it was about two to three hours. Yeah. Wow. So we had about two to three hours of our segment of global routing being affected by this incident. What typically causes this kind of route leak, Dave? How does this happen? It's not going to be someone's hands, is it? This will have been an automatic system. It, look, it could have been someone's hands. There's RFC 8212, which is basically saying, do not announce anything to BGP unless you have an active filter. Now, an active filter could be any, allow any prefix out, but it's still a filter. So as far as the routers are concerned, it could have been a typo on that. So they've applied an active filter. It could well have been an automation bungle. A lot of the leaks we've seen, especially the big leaks we've seen lately, have been through automation mishaps, we'll call them, or breaking things at scale. So, Yeah. So intruding smart software to try and make it more efficient to make changes to your BGP. But if unexpected input comes in, kaboom. Yes. And the thing about automation is it's supposed to be there to stop us from doing these you know, fat finger mistakes from the typos when we're configuring routers by hand. But a not properly tested automation routine can cause just as many problems as it solves. Raf, from my days working in APNIC software development, we're mainly nowadays a Java software house. We have a bit of yeah, so, Perl that's still persisting. But you wrote this Dash system in another language, didn't you? The information team is right now the only team at APNIC that is actually experimenting with a language called Rust. So Rust is being used by other teams around the globe as well in the network space, just as, for example, NL Net Labs. And it's a language that is focused on performance and security, pretty much. So it's a very safe language. So you didn't have scaling problems suddenly receiving a quarter as much data as normal in your input feed. It was quite easy to rescale the model. 
Yes, was fine. We had no issues at all. And where does this data wind up? Do you run a database backend that does a filter over this? How do you process this BGP? Just one thing, George, because we are in the middle of our architecture, because of... <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> because actually, the way that routing status is calculated right now is not ideal, because we calculate everything on demand. So every time that we check an alert, we have to go to external systems like Routinator, IRD, and BGP toolkits to calculate this, but this is not working well. So, so you're in a redesign exercise to make that more efficient. Yeah. Can you explain a bit about how you're using Rust to process this data? Yeah, sure. So right now, the architecture that we have is that every time that we calculate the routing status is we are actually going to external systems uh, to get the data. So we use internally Routinator instance and all for RPKI. We use IRT for IIR, and we use an internal tool called BGP Toolkit to get information about BGP. So we found that this architecture has problems, scalability problems. We are in the middle of a re-architecture that will use a slightly different uh, approach for calculating routing status. Basically, we receive feeds from these three systems, BGP, RPKI, and IRR, and these feeds will go to a message bus, and we'll, as the changes happen, we'll receive these changes, and then we'll calculate routing status straight away, and this goes to a database. So every time that a user goes to Dash to see the routing status, it will be much quicker for them. And anytime there are change to RPKI, BGP, or IRR that causes a misalignment between the system, we would straight away be able to alert our members. So it would be uh, much faster than it was before, and we will have no scalability issues with these changes. So it should become easier for Dash to have a higher level of engagement with more of the BGP speakers in our region using it and continue to cope with the volume of messages and events that you get coming in. That's correct. And so since we released Dash Alerts last year, the number of alerts created by our members has been increasing steadily. So with these changes, we will ensure that there will be no performance issues or scalability issues in the future. So Dave, it's quite normal now for an ISP to have an external monitoring system like this connected into their NOC, isn't it? Yeah, pretty normal. We've been using other bits and pieces over the years to try and sort of gather that data. There's other notable sort of BGP leaky tools like um, BGP Alerter that's been around for a while, Yeah, but it has its downfalls as well. So I don't think there's any one true great source of truth. So being able to have multiple data sources from my side of things as an operator and be able to validate against those different data sources at the time of an incident is useful. Well, I think overall this has been an interesting outcome because when Dash started, the hope was that it would turn out to be useful for some real problem in the network. And it seems to me it's already established that it can actually tell people when things go wrong and help them work out what to do. Well done, Raf. Thank you. 
And thanks, Dave, for helping explain some of the intricacies of how these things work. No problem at all. The two products mentioned this episode of Ping were Netox, which is available at netox.apnic.net and is a collaboration with the RIPE NCC. It takes most of the RIPE stat functions, adds some that we've come up with, and presents it in the APNIC's look and feel. The other product was Dash, the dashboard for AS Health, available at dash.apnic.net. Any APNIC resource holder with a login to MyAPNIC can use these credentials to gain access to Dash and make alerts and see status of their network for either bad traffic being originated or for problems with BGP, IRR and RPKI. A third product, Rex, available at rex.apnic.net, is the resource explorer and it shows the status of the RIR delegated files and has recently been expanded to include all the RIRs. If you've got a story or research to share here on Ping, why not get in contact by email to ping at apnic.net or via the APNIC social media channels. Also, remember the measurement at apnic.net mailing list on Orbit is there to discuss and share relevant collaborative opportunities, grants and funding opportunities, jobs and graduate placings, or to seek feedback from the community on your own measurement projects. Be sure to check out the APNIC website for all your resource and community needs. Until next time.